Due to adult content, parental discretion is advised. To begin. To begin. Are you watching closely? How to start. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? In life itself, a memoir, Roger E. begins. I was born inside the movie of my life. I was born a poor black child. The visuals were before me. I was born in it, molded by it. The audio surrounded me. The plot unfolded inevitably, but not necessarily. I don't remember how I got into the movie, but it continues to entertain me. First, the frames flicker without connection. We all are born with a certain package. We are who we are. Where we were born, who we were born as, how we were raised. We're kind of stuck inside that person. And the purpose of civilization and growth is to be able to reach out and empathize a little bit with other people. And for me, the movies are like a machine that generates empathy. It lets you understand a little bit more about different hopes, aspirations, dreams, and fears. It helps us to identify with the people who are sharing this journey with us. Here's the deal. Just give me the facts. Just the facts. Only the facts. Breathe. Focus. Keep it simple. No, no, no. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Welcome to Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. A podcast in which, eventually, ostensibly, at some point, we will be talking about the 2005 film Tristram Shandy, a cock and bull story, one minute at a time. Good lord, what is this story all about? Cock and a bull story. Here's your host, me, Robert Black. We're here one more time. One more time? At least one more time. We don't know. With Lou Gallen. I'm basically your new co-host at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To talk about... I don't know what. No, um, we're we're group three. We, we did finally talk about Happy Death Day last episode, so we're doing okay. Have we uh, finished Happy Death Day? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I did have one more comment because I want to get it on the record in public somewhere about the movie. It's it's not about quality. It's a, just an idea I had about the movie. And then we're uh, let's say on Groundhog Day. Duh. Mm. You know, I forgot. You always that. forget that. What one. is it? So so so, it's so unimportant to you. Mm-hmm. It's just what was that movie? I've barely seen it. I haven't seen that movie in over a month. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cause, happy death day. I have a, I have a question for you. You just watched it today, right? Yes. I mean, you just watched it three weeks ago, obviously. Four weeks ago. Four weeks ago, yeah. When it was today on the first episode, so it'd be three weeks ago. Yeah. Cause it's episode four. Oh yeah, good point. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll edit it into five. Who knows? <laughs> I have material. I can do it. We don't care, Sharon! I had this thought. The moment when she sees the, I don't remember his name, the character's name, the, the killer that's in the hospital, she sees that when they're at the diner, right? Yeah. And they flash up pictures of his six victims. Yeah. I always had this thought from the first time I saw it in the theater that one of those victims was her mother. And that's how her mother died. And that's why this killer would be, would have a reason to go after her. And it make, it would make sense that she'd be like, Oh, that's the guy who did it. But they flashed the picture so fast that I wonder if that was like a plot line they had at one point and then abandoned. And so that's why they clip it. The, Shot is so quick so that you can't see the pictures and recognize the ones her mother. Or if it was an earlier script phase and it just became that. Because it feels like it should be there. Like he should have mm. a connection to her. I found out something interesting about an earlier script of a different film, actually. Okay. Love Actually, right? Yeah. Rowan Atkinson and Love Actually was going to be revealed to be an angel at the end of the film. Huh. And 
whilst I like that, because it makes sense, he nearly stopped Alan Rickman from buying that gift. Yeah. And he let, I can't remember his name, the the little boy, Thomas Stanks' character. It's been a while since I've even watched Love, actually, all the way through. But he, but he let, he lets that boy, like, go off and chase after the girl of his dreams. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, he only does good things. He seems weird and annoying, but then you realise he's only weird and annoying to let good things happen. Did you know we had an Angel movie last year? Did we? Uh, uh, I believe it's British too. What's the name of that movie? It was called Last Christmas. Oh, yeah, I, I know about that. I haven't seen it. Where, uh, from, from the, just from the trailer, I thought, is he a ghost? It felt like he was a ghost, because, like, she needs... It seems like they're being vague about what's wrong with her. Like, she needs an organ transplant. It's one of those movies. And one movie I really love, Return to Me, is about that. Not a ghost, but, like, organ transplant. I, I, I know about that one, yeah. Oh, yeah, did I hear that last Christmas he literally gave... She literally gave it art, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I've... Yeah. And so he's... It, so he's sort of both. He's a ghost who has become an angel, and that's why he was able to come back and, like, help her. And he's he's the person whose heart she has now, or something like that. Also, Robert, random and the listeners... I heard that before I saw the movie. I'm like, oh no, what? Random and the listeners won't get this and definitely don't share this. I'm scrolling through Facebook. Okay. I mean, I'm paying full attention, but I'm scrolling through Facebook. Sure. And this guy came on recommended who I swear looks like an older version of you. Hang on. Let me send you a picture. (laughs) 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 just... Yeah, that, I that was one. all. Oh, you just least, how I especially in that photo next to like how I look when I'm on the webcam. Yes, that was the exact like, pose I had mm-hmm. you on the yeah. on the screen thing. He's wearing a hat, and I never wear hats, but otherwise, yeah, I, I buy that. And definitely don't share that in the group because, like, <laughs> it's just a random bloke's picture, and I don't actually know him. Is two the two mutual friends are two people I've never met. Oh, um, but that yeah, that was that that was it really. But yeah, actually, well, you say that's how you look on the webcam, but for most of the video, it's just your eyes. Right, yeah. Is that just like the placement of your webcam? Yeah, and and it's, the webcam can't get any farther away from me. Oh, that makes sense. And it's just the, the that particular webcam is like this cheap thing, I can't adjust the angle it, or anything. It works really well, though, because for the most part, if your audio is slightly out of sync, no one will know. Yeah, because my mouth's up, you can see it's below the little mm. pop filter. Well, I put, because my editing software lags anyway, that it's unlikely the audio is going to match up perfectly, I did put a little warning at the start saying, due to the nature of the Skype recording, audio may at times not be perfectly in sync. I also put a, a disclaimer for moderate sexual references throughout, because uh, it's one of the most, I won't put this in the actual podcast episode, because like people know the show, but yeah. being one of the longer episodes, it's also one of the crudest episode well yeah it was bad luck just by chance we came up with sex episodes and yeah it was like the mix of every sex episode of the show and then we had to explain some fundamental things to the children listening mm. which i hope that stayed in <laughs> I... I didn't actually explain anything i just it was the joke no no i kept that oh, God. i cut one out in the video one and i might add it back in the, the audio one because it was a good comment <laughs> but i just didn't want it on Basically, it was one of those where I I consulted my dad on it. I was like, it's a really good joke, but is it totally within, like, <laughs> my content on YouTube? And he was like, nah, cut it. It, it was that really good comment you'd made about, like, um, it it was one where, where you went, where you were talking about, sounding like you were talking about masturbation, and then you were like, and then you might time travel. Oh, I, oh, I totally was. Wait, you cut that? Yeah, in the video oh, you one. Better, okay, you I'll better add it back in the back. audio one. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully. 
because that that was a good one. No, I cut it because it it went a little bit too far. It, that was the I've, point. No, I know. On its own, that would have been fine, but with the number of other jokes we made, I was like, no, this is too much. <laughs> but yeah, do we want to keep this reference to it in your episode? Yes, it, and then yeah. I'll insert the audio, the original audio here. Now, just for the kids listening, if when you get to a certain age, you have the urge to be alone and, you know, interact with yourself in interesting ways in the dark, go ahead. It's healthy. And maybe you'll time travel. And the listeners will have no idea. No, we've already talked about about time on this show. So even if they haven't seen it, they should know what we're talking about. Yeah, but you know what this means? This means I send you the audio episode. You're going to have to listen to the entire audio episode. I said it, so I have that audio. Oh, yeah. Although it's two and a half hours of audio. Oh, got to find it. Sorry, listeners, that the clip wasn't there. We couldn't find it. <laughs> um, you'll just have to tune in to about uh, two minutes about time. So I find so I find the date. You mean the date? Yeah. You mean the time code? No, as in as in the date that that episode comes out. Oh, it's October tenth of October. Yeah. So I've got the Excel document in front of me. That's convenient. Nice. <laughs> it's wide open. And we do uh, random minutes of the movie and we revisit them with hilarious results. And Helen had very, very, very bad luck. Yes. Hadn't seen the movie yet, and we gave her a bunch of... Made it look like a sex comedy from the 80s. <laughs> well, yeah, because... Cause... Not that those are bad, you know. No, but, <laughs> yeah, it was just like... Well, sex comedies from the 80s are just like, and here's some more nudity. Yes, um, as you do. But, yeah, it was it was one of those where every, every scene... Obviously, it's a, it's a 12-rated film in the UK, it's fine. But every scene cut out before you knew that they didn't go any further. Mm-hmm. So, like, Rachel McAdams just like, about to take off her bra. And it's, like, cut out the seat. So people don't know. Right, that it doesn't go from That more. it's shot from behind. Yeah. Although, to be honest, I was really struggling to find a screen capture to put on the social media from that week for this week's show. Yeah. Just knowing that I share them all on my page. Mind you, the, the ones for the sex scene were awkward enough. That would certainly intrigue people. You'd get their attention. I was contemplating it. <laughs> She's her with her hands up. I Well, yeah, I, I nearly did the one with her, with her and her hands covering. Yeah. But then the last half of that minute was the wedding and it was like, it's got to be the wedding. <laughs> well, the first picture is her with her hands on her chest and second picture is the wedding. We don't have two pictures from the same one minute, though. Oh, right. You do one from each minute. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. This would have been weeks ago for the listeners, but it's this week on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll let you in on an insight as to what what each what each photo is this week. So uh, day day one, so today's episodes is Tim holding a copy of Il Mondo, yeah, staring confused into the distance for some reason, mm-hmm. and Kit Kat and Mary hugging on the on the floor on the floor. Yeah, nice. I'm quite proud of that screen capture because some often they look people looking like really awkward poses and it took, takes forever, but that was that one looked good. Then. For Wednesday, we've got Mary and Desmond sat around, sat at the family table, and Mary laughing at Uncle Desmond after he says that jolly awkward <laughs> if it had been another fella. Yeah. Then we've got Mary in her underwear for the other one of that, because that's the start of the. Uh, that's minute sixty nine. Is that one? Sixty nine, dudes. And then uh, minute seventy, we've got Answer that great obvious audio. What? Sorry. Sorry, I'm just reminding myself when editing to insert the obvious audio from uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> I'm also surprised in Bill and Ted they get away with that at PG, that joke. It's because they don't say it, they don't explain anything about it. I guess, yeah. yeah. But um, That's where I learned what that was. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> when I first saw that, I'm like, I don't get it. And so I found out after. <laughs> I feel like I just heard enough people make jokes in school that I just found out eventually. 
Then the final one is that beautiful shot of when the doors open at the wedding and Mary's there with the bridesmaids either side of her. And it's just, it's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you via the, via the chat this screen capture because it's my favourite screen capture I've ever got. It's such like an aesthetically pleasing image. It's brilliant. Hang on. The listeners won't get this at all. Uh, no, it'll, it'll be my image for this episode in which we talk about Happy Death Day. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Right, I think I've just sent you the yes. picture. Oh yeah, that's pretty that's, good. That was literally the last frame of the minute. It took so much, so many attempts to try and press print screen before it, you know, before it minimizes hmm. or whatever it does when it, well, you know, when it tells you the name of the file on the screen. Yeah, yeah. As soon as it's finished. It took so long. I, I nearly ended up just taking it from the first second of the next minute that I was like, no, that's not this minute. That's next minute. Someone will know. <laughs> so, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. <laughs> Have we been here before? Ha. Um, ha. That wow. wasn't even that funny. I don't know why I said it. it was I have a question a... about Groundhog Day, actually. Okay. I can answer so, it. I am an expert the... on the film. <laughs> so the association with the phrase Groundhog Day, meaning re- repeating the day, yes. is that just because of the film, or was there yep. an idea beforehand? No, it's a movie. It's just because of the movie? No. Okay. Yeah. It, it only ended up being Groundhog Day because, A, it was January 29th, my birthday. When Danny Rubin was looking at a calendar to figure out the idea, and that was literally the next holiday he got to. And then he was like, who would go somewhere on that day? It'd be a weatherman. What do they do for a living? They predict the future. So if a weatherman can't predict the future, it's ironic. Hey, yay. And so he went with it. I like that. Because that that just proves how strong in pop culture that is. Yeah. Because you know what Groundhog Day means, even without seeing the film. And and you'll see that reference a lot lately with lockdown and stuff, that people are like, every day is the same. Yeah. And you gotta learn how to make that better and be okay with it. In fact, I'm gonna search the phrase Groundhog Day on Twitter, see what the most recent tweet is, and whether it's about the film or just someone using that as a figure of speech. I would guess the latter. Welcome to the fun Twitter segment. <laughs> I don't know what that jingle is. I made a list once in the in the blog I listed. I just looked up uh, news headlines using Groundhog Day, and I had like 20 of them. And they were all fairly recent at the time. Okay, the last tweet was 30 seconds ago. Okay. And I'm not sure which side of it it lands on. Okay. I really, I, I feel like I'm living in Groundhog Day. It could be either. <laughs> I, I'm thinking it's the latter. It sounds like the latter, like their days are all the same. Mundane bullshit that are stuck at home. Hmm. And that's fine. Because if, if it does that well in pop culture, it means it was, it was good. And yeah. I, I love it. I also love Happy Death Day, just for the record. We didn't talk a lot about it, but we did some. Hmm. I, I love Groundhog Day more. So, I have I I, I had this question okay. at one point uh, that I asked these people uh, when I was I, I I weirdly I talk a lot about your Groundhog Day project because I find it awesome. Cool. So I, I was talking to people about that, and I I swapped it around rather than it being every day for a year. If you had to watch one film nonstop for twenty four hours. Like, just in a row, constantly. Yeah. What film would you pick? Am I getting paid? Does that change your answer? Well, no, because when people... I've seen people post that, and they're like, for oh, yeah, if you dollars, pick, what movie? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, any movie at all, ever. I don't care. No, that's what, that, that, yeah, that, that, that's what I've always thought with them. So, no, you're not getting paid. You're just Right, if it's like $100, like something really low, I'd be like, yeah, Groundhog Day, it's fine. So, you, you would pick Groundhog Day to watch nonstop for... Probably. It's an easy one to watch over and over. Fair dude, because I, I was trying to think... Uh, Groundhog Day would work, but I was also trying to think if there was a if there was a film that I hadn't seen much but like 
or if there was a film that I haven't seen at all, but now I would like. Yeah. So that at least I get the good experience of watching it for the first time as part of that. But what if you didn't like it, and then you had to watch it again? Yeah, that's the issue. You should go with something you know. You should go with About Time or Lame. Go with Lame Is, because it's longer. You're only going to watch it a few times. Like, you're going to watch fewer times. That's true. The other one, weirdly, which came to my mind, I have no idea why, was World's Greatest Dad. <laughs> I really like that movie. My brain was going the opposite direction. I was like, finally watch Shoah. If you know what that is, I have no I think idea. that might actually altogether be longer than twenty four hours. It's a documentary series about the Holocaust. Uh, but if you, if you, I mean, what, I, I assume you've seen World's Greatest Dad. It seems like a sort of film you'd have seen. Are you stupid? I hate watching movies. I don't think I ever saw it. How much do you know about it? Uh, is that? Wait, when is that? Is that Tim Allen? Robin Williams. Rob, oh, that's the. Rob, oh, I definitely didn't see that. Uh, I don't know anything about it. Okay. So it's a bit like Heather's, but the advertising makes it seem like a really funny comedy. But actually, for the first half an hour, it's about a guy who's living with, like, his son who's just grumpy and moody and, like, possibly the worst human being you'll ever see, ever. Like, you hate him so much. Then half an hour in, his son dies in in a masturbating accident. I'll leave it there. You can fill in the blanks. I'm we can sure. imagine. Yeah. Who's his son played by? So we can picture it, right? <laughs> I don't think anyone would know. <laughs> I don't know his name either. But there's a... Basically, Robin Williams finds his son like that and thinks, I can't tell the world my son died this way. Oh, I should also say Robin Williams' character is a struggling author who's a teacher. That's important later on. So yeah, he does that. And so he thinks, okay, I'm going to set it up to look like he hung himself before I call, like, the cops or the ambulance mm. or whoever. Yeah. And then he starts realising, like, people suddenly care about his son, now he's dead. Like, no one liked him, but suddenly everyone was like, oh, he was my best friend. Oh, I s- apparently I not only saw it, I gave it an 8 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> Do you remember any of what I'm saying? No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> So then, the, he, he is the struggling author, people want to see stuff that his son did, and suddenly he has to write an entire fake diary from his son. Huh. And, like... So suddenly he becomes a best-selling author by selling his dead son's fake books under his name. And it's just, it's so dark. It's so funny. They know they're doing a bit of Heather's because they call a character Heather and they've acknowledged that. The director's got the best name ever. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Uh, oh, Bobcat Goldthwaite, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great director. It's the only film of his I've seen. I know he's done other oh, stuff. His other ones are pretty good. But I know that his other stuff is pretty... God Bless dodgy. America was awesome. Well, he has one that is really... People would find it horrifying. What is it called? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? This might be the one I know about because I remember hearing that he made a really sort of sickening sexual film, right? Yes. It involves a dog. Yes. That's... I don't know much about it, but I... It's actually a, pre- it's actually a pretty good movie. No, I've, I've heard that as well. <laughs> I think Robin Williams was talking about Bobcat Goldthwait in some sort of interview. It is but... not the film Dog's Best Friend, which he also made. <laughs> that would be a great title. For <laughs> but, um, well, Robin Williams, the great thing about Robin Williams is he's one of those actors who, towards the latter part of his career, only did the films that he wanted to be in. Yep. You could, you could just tell that, that sometimes he'd pick these sort of low-budget indie films with, like, where he's the only known actor. Or he, you know, he, and I, I loved it because you know that it's a film that interests him. And I just really like World's Greatest Dad. There's some really powerful emotional scenes. It's also the first time I heard the song Don't Be Afraid You're Already Dead, which is a beautiful song. The, uh, the other movie, by the way, is called Sleeping Dogs Lie. And I gave that an 8 out of 10 as well. Hold up. That's weird because 
Piotr directed a different film called Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, I'm pretty sure. Nice. Because I was looking at Piotr's page before. Shout out to Piotr. Um, Skopje. Yeah. Director has been on Two Minutes About Time. Mm-hmm. Now, I was going to say, speaking of Two Minutes About Time, where can listeners find you? But we'll, we'll get to that in a moment because I think we should finish we should, well, before we end the show. Yeah, true. Technically, we should we're, we should vote on which one is better, Happy Death Day or Groundhog Day. Nah, fuck it. We'll do one more. So, Luke, you want to tell the listeners where they can find you? I'm on Twitter at llama underscore bottle zero, Instagram at ginger luke, Facebook Luke Allen Film. All podcasts, radio prints, newspaper articles, short films, anything I'm remotely involved in is at LukeAllen.co.uk. Two Minutes About Time is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Minutes About Time. They could join our Facebook group, The Cupboard, to discuss all things to do with About Time and any tangents we have on that show. Thank you for listening. This has been Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cock Bull Minute. Find more content at LemmingDrops.com. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a Mandalorian. Why would you create such an abomination? This is the weapon of a coward. The, uh, it's a past stuff that dreams are made of. Cut. That's a wrap. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! Nothing! You're still here? You just don't turn it off! It's over. Go home. Go.